Welcome to Sonoma Ashram's podcast, Sunday Satsang with Babaji. With great love and respect in my heart, I welcome you to this beautiful Sunday morning from Sonoma. Before we begin, let's just take a moment to arrive and settle down. So wherever you are, just pull back, settle down, <clears throat> lighten your mind, and calm your eyes. Watch the breath flowing in and out effortlessly. Invite that peace, calming, cooling sensation in your eyes. Thinking of a beautiful sunflower opening, relax your facial muscles. Neck, shoulders, spine, soften the belly and get grounded, grounded. As you continue to observe the flow of your breath, Imagine the incoming breath permeating all over your body. Breath comes in and the prana shakti the life force that comes dissolved in the breath spreads all over your body, going to every single cell of your body. Let your imagination give you that experience the life force being absorbed in every single cell of your body. Toxins flowing out, new life force coming in. You are aware of the stillness of your body, movement of the breath, absorption of the prana shakti,
any restlessness, anxiety, just flowing out with the breath. Now we are going to pause our breath wherever it is for a moment. Just pause it. If there is little anxiousness, anxiety appears, relax it. And before stress appears, release the breath. Let it flow in and out effortlessly. Pause it again. Think of expansion, lightness. And release before stress appears. After a couple of breaths, we pause the breath again and think about the stillness of our eyes. Mind automatically becomes still in the center of the forehead. Release the breath again. And pausing it again. Stillness of the body, stillness of the breath, stillness of the eyes, stillness of the mind. Holding the stillness of the mind, release the breath, totally focus on a still mind in the center of the forehead. Breath is coming and going. But your eyes are still, your mind is still.
standing your body for any unnecessary tension. Just relax it and gently open your eyes. Thank you for taking this time to be still. <clears throat> it is said, we are very fortunate to have received this human body. Having taken this birth as a human being, We are very fortunate if we ask, find ourselves asking this question, what is the purpose of this life? How to live a meaningful life? If we are not asking these questions, most of the time our mind is occupied with engaging in things that make us feel good momentarily, pursuing that little moments of happiness. By satisfying the desire of the senses and the mind, we experience that moment momentary satisfaction. But right after that, the hunger appears again. And our life becomes totally absorbed in it. If I'm not finding something that I'm desiring, I'm unhappy. Although having all kinds of things that could bring us happiness, one little desire is not fulfilled or mind keeps going to that. Mind keeps going to one unfulfilled desire. Looking at the world where we are today, people in different parts of the world, do not have all the amenities, do not have all the blessings that we have here. Plenty of space we have, clean water, clean air, fruit on the trees, food in our fridge, roof over our head, and clothing, truckload of clothing. Every person, if you look in their house and the closets and so much stuff we have accumulated, <clears throat> thinking all those things will bring us happiness. Things that would call us out, that will I'll make you happy. You go and buy them. And then 
if we do not manage them, we do not take care of them, do not wash them, they say, well, if you don't wash me, I will begin to stink. The house has a whole different order of old clothing. So things we accumulate thinking they will make me happy and we get distracted seeking happiness somewhere else and that gets neglected, then it begins to stink. Looking at this, if we minimize our need, be happy with less, we have less to manage, less to take care of, and we could really take care of what we already have. This notion of always buying things, something new, bringing it new, is just that momentary happiness. After that, it becomes a burden. Be it a small thing or a big thing. Looking for happiness in new things, I would recommend look for that happiness in things that we already have. If we take a little moment, moments just to look around where we have, be those people in our life or things in our life. And what I'm saying, it is not new, I'm sure, each one of us has heard it thousands of times. But hearing something, reading something is one thing. And really taking time and practicing is totally different thing. When a desire for something new appears, instead of running with it, can we look at it, acknowledge it? Ah, new desire has come. Now what are we going to do? Maybe again look at it, how important it is, how urgent is it, how real is it? Maybe the energy that is going to be directed towards fulfilling that desire can that energy be directed towards maintaining, polishing, dusting, beautifying, managing what we already have? It's all about directing the flow of energy. And this is a tantric practice. Tantra is not something very sacred secret. Tantra is our day, everyday life. It's all about managing, directing the flow of your energy. Where are you investing your energy? Where am I investing my energy? This is a tantric practice. 
My life is sacred. Every action I do is sacred. Every action requires energy. Like in the ashram, I was just talking about yesterday, that whether you are doing dishes, whether you are cooking, cleaning, tending the garden, sweeping the grounds, it's all puja. It's all part of your spiritual practice. Nothing is separate from it. Sometimes people say, Babaji, I have no time to do puja. I have no time to do meditation. Babaji says, just look at your energy, how you spend it, where you spend it, and what attitude you have towards whatever you are doing. Having the right attitude towards no matter what am I doing becomes a part of my puja, my worship. Moments that we take to appreciate a flower, moments we take to appreciate a blade of grass or a pebble is puja. We don't have to go to a cathedral or grandiose temple to bow before an idol or a statue or a symbol. Baba used to say, your presence is the presence of God. If you are present with the right attitude, no matter where you are, you are in a temple, you are in a cathedral, you are in a church, you are in a mosque, synagogue. This little practice that we do every before we start, just taking a moment to be still, connect with the breath, pause the breath, feel the expansion, work towards stilling our eyes and mind. <clears throat> it's a beautiful practice. You can do it anywhere, anytime. There are no rules, there are no regulations, there is no notion of pure or impure. It's all about your presence, cleanliness of your heart, and your presence to yourself. Whether we are being present to anybody else or not, first we have to start how to be present to ourselves. And the day we really begin to get a taste of being present to ourselves, our need for other things and others becomes less. If we have not learned how to be present, we go out looking for somebody else. Well, this relationship will make me happy. Now all your expectations are put on that person. Now you make me happy. That person is not going to make you happy. The word love is thrown out so casually nowadays. 
I love you, you love me, you do what I want, then I'm happy. If you don't do the way, you don't live the way I want you to live, then you don't love me, I don't... This is not love. This is a exchange for... Talking of love, a beautiful little thing came to my mind just now. We got disconnected. What happened? Everybody disappeared. We can hear you, Baba. And see you. There. Can you hear me and see me? Yes, Babaji. Okay. Oh, the story that had come to my mind. <clears throat> the story of Ram. Ram is the main character in epic Ramayan. To make the long story short, Ram was the crown prince and he had a younger brother, Bharat, who was his stepbrother. Through certain events, <clears throat> Ram's father asked him to go to the forest for 14 years. Although he was the crown prince, but his stepmother had asked Ram to go to the forest. Bharat loved his brother and he did not want to take his kingdom. Because father had asked Ram to go to the forest, he had a heart attack out of grief and he died. Younger brother Bharat came to persuade Ram to come back and take the kingdom. And these two brothers loved each other so much. Bharat, the younger brother, had come with his guru and mothers and relatives to persuade Ram to go back to Ayodhya, to their kingdom. Bharat was pleading his older brother, please return. I love you so much. Finally, and they both, finally they said, okay, whatever the guru says, that's what we will do. Now the burden was on the guru. Although everybody wanted Ram to come back and claim his kingdom. But there was this little thing going on between the two. Ram had to honor his father's command that go to the forest. So Ram didn't want to return because everybody else wanted him to go to the kingdom. Guru listened to them both. And he said, both of you are just the ideal in your own place. Ram, because your brother loves you so much, Your brother is great. His love surpasses everything. 
Then everybody thought the Guru is going to say, because your brother loves you so much, now you listen to him and go back. And everybody was happy. But then the Guru says, but Bharat, your love is so great. Although you know you are right and you are doing just the right thing to call your brother back to the kingdom. But the definition of the Love is not, one who loves does not ask. One who loves only gives. So, ask your brother, what does he really want? Everybody just took a bath because everybody was convinced that Bharat's love was so much and Ram was a righteous person and he's, of course he's going to give in to and that's what everybody wants. That's the right thing to do. He's the crown prince. He should return back, take care of the kingdom. Father is dead. So Guru asked Bharat, the younger brother, ask your brother, what does he want? Of course, Ram wanted to go back to the forest and he had his whole different mission. It just came to me while I was talking to you, the definition of love is not, I love you, so this is the way it is. If I truly love you, then my only thing is, what can I do for you? Not asking, but I love you, now you do this. Or you love me, if you really love me, then you do this. That's the real love. The rest is transactional. I don't know how I got to that topic, but please ask, where is that love in your life? If it's not with a human, is it with an animal or is it with a plant? What is it? Something I love without expecting anything. I see, you know, we work, we plant plants and at least we love the plants, we grow them. There's a little expectation that they will bear fruit someday. And if they are not, then are we still watering them or, well, less time to replace? Can we have the same kind of love with ourselves? Yes, we make, we have an aspiration and we make mistakes or we how to live up to that love for the self. Self means our higher self, our guru self. 
It all can be accomplished by paying attention to the flow of her energy. Paying attention. Where am I directing my energy? That is the key. That is the source. Every moment, with every thought, with every desire, with every aspiration, being able to stop, take a step back, take a deep breath, and look. Wherever I'm investing my energy in, is this taking me towards what I really came here to do? <clears throat> Thank you all for being here. Um, the whole thing that on my mind was today when I was walking here, just to remind again each one of us to pay attention to where I'm directing my energy. Something else came in from somewhere. Um, I totally firmly believe in that whatever comes out it's, must have been on somebody's mind, so... Hopefully you got something and whatever was not for you, just let it go. Thank you all very much. Uh, I'll see you again next week. Mm -hmm.